Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Hello, Tamarindo Mijis. What's up, y'all? What's up today is we're going to talk to a friend of ours that's going to join us as well as Ana Sheila. Basically, I'm going to interview Ana Sheila and I'm going to interview Alma from Alma Tillman from Alma Explores. We're going to talk all about traveling to Mexico and moving to Mexico, give you some great travel tips. Ana Sheila is going to also give you some tips about moving to Mexico. So we're going to get into all of that in just a minute. But before we do all that, Ana Sheila, ¿qué pasa contigo? Well, I am excited about our break coming up. We've been working hard. And during our break, I'm actually going to take seven or eight days to be completely by myself before reuniting with my girlfriend and my family. And I was actually sharing with my therapist that I was going to take this time by myself. And I actually started crying. That was really weird for me. That was really weird for me because I was like, why am I getting emotional about the fact that I want to spend a week, (laughs) that I'm going to spend a week by myself? And so I just had some reflections on that. Like, I didn't expect to have such a physical response, but I realized like, oh my God, I really needed this. And I didn't realize how much I needed this until I was really like finally saying, hey, I'm doing this. So number one, it's kind of like a reminder, y'all pay attention to yourselves, pay attention to yourselves. If you like, and I know it can be hard for some people to create breaks for themselves, but if you can find a way to have a day to have, you can have a week do that because oftentimes we don't realize how important it is to have time for ourselves. And it was crazy for me that I had that, that reaction. That's crazy. I mean, I'm terrified for you because I don't know if I could do that. So I'm, I already think that's really brave to just hang out by yourself. I mean, I, I like like my me hour, but I don't know if I could do a whole, a whole week. So that is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I was thinking I was contemplating going to LA. I was contempl- like spending a, the whole month in LA. Cause actually Kim is my girlfriend is going to do that. So I was contemplating that I was contemplating spending additional days with my family. And actually my mom, my mom, even she was like, Oh, I thought you were going to just like come back here and spend the rest of the time with us. And when I told her, no, like, actually, I'm going to spend time by myself because I haven't done that in a long time. I feel like there's a lot that I've been wanting to do, a lot that I've been wanting to work on by myself, because sometimes it can be hard, you know, like to work on shit about yourself when you don't have time to do that by yourself. And you feel like your wounds are sort of wounding the people around you and you don't have the, the kind of space to reflect on some things. And I think also I got emotional because my mom understood. I think that's such a great gift that your mom that your mom gave that to you because I know you and I spend time with you and I know how much sometimes this feeling of um, you don't want to let others down can weigh you down. <laughs> and so what a, how, how sweet that your mom is like, I'm not going to let you even have that. You know, cannot, no, 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 do that, that you can have that time. So matraca to your mom. That's interesting that that's like so visible to you too, how much like I, I think about letting people down that sometimes it's hard for me to do what's good for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, just truthfully, I keep real talk I can, in the podcast, you know, your listeners, you, we, um, it's so, I'm so happy Anna Sheila is here in LA, but things for, for all kinds of reasons, traffic, travel, sickness, uh, we uh, had to still record remotely, but I was trying to be like 
see how I can be helpful, including like, I'm happy to drive you all the way across traffic, you know, like, and, and I, I was feeling like your resistance to that. And I was like, God, I hope it's not because she feels like she's putting me out in some way. You know, like, uh, that was part of like, um, my processing is like, God, you know, like I really don't mind driving her back to on the other side, but bueno, it, it didn't end up happening. But point is, I'm happy that you're going to give yourself that, that time off listeners, Make that happen for us more often by supporting this podcast. <laughs> uh, but that's great. I'm so happy for you. And actually, I want to say just one last thing for that my therapist shared with me that might be good for y'all too, is when I started crying, I couldn't help but feel a little bit like como and you know embarrassed. I was like, why the hell am I crying about this? And she told me something that I thought was really special. She said, let yourself be touched by your tears. Let yourself see the tenderness in your tears. And so often we're like embarrassed about how it's making the other person feel or we want to stifle them or whatever. Let yourself be touched by your tears and see the tenderness in them and see how that, how you treat yourself when you let yourself do that. So I just wanted to add that little last little nugget that I thought was really special. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for, for those nuggets. We, we have enjoyed somebody in the podcast listeners and myself have been enjoying the, uh, um, the therapy by extension that we get. If you can't get a good therapist, just listen to this podcast. Anna Shayla will get us the best gems right over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not delay our fantastic chat further. We're going to talk to Alma Explorers. We're going to talk to Anna Shayla as well about what it takes to travel to Mexico and, and have a wonderful experience and also what it takes to move there and also what it what it also makes us think we don't have the answers here we don't have the solutions here but just like what um introspective work we think about being mindful travelers as well all right let's get into it so to get started alma i would love our listeners to first get to know who is Alma, Alma Tillman of Alma Explores? So I want to start with some rapid fire questions for you, Alma. First, what is your favorite go-to snack? My favorite go-to snack is definitely dark chocolate. Yes, I think we both agree. Care about the brand, just dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, definitely dark chocolate. And then what is one thing that you are celebrating, what you're giving your matraca to? What is like the thing that you want to just shout out? Well, I am celebrating that I did sell out my trip to La Paz for New Year's Eve uh, in a couple of weeks. And I'm celebrating that, you know, I'm actually making money doing what I love. Yes. Oh, my God. Super feeling that matraca for you. <laughs> All right. And on the other end, what's something you are so over something that you want to put in la basura? I'm totally over people taking vacations at resorts and like not experiencing the local culture. Yes. And lastly, how are you finding your calma? What is something that is keeping you grounded these days, keeping you healthy? Um, I'm definitely finding my calma by trying to get more sleep. So Alma, I think you're, you, I know you personally, so I happen to know that you are totally reinventing yourself and launched this amazing new business, Alma Explores. And I, I would love folks to know the why. What's behind Alma Explores? What has moved you to start this business? Well, what's moving me to start this business is the fact that I've always been passionate about travel. I've always traveled. 
you know, I've been privileged to be able to travel at a young age. And uh, I really, really enjoy cultural travel. And I felt like people, at least, you know, what I see on social media, they're just people posting up like beautiful pictures of themselves, but they're not really, um, or at least I don't see that they're really engaging with the culture of the place where they go. And maybe, you know, they don't know how to, but I wanted to show people that you can travel and you can actually, you know, travel responsibly and engage with cultures and educate yourself about the community that you're visiting to. So I just, I'm really passionate about doing my best to, you know, travel responsibly. And I want to let other people know that they can, you know, they can travel and they can be inspired and they can actually like do something good for the community that they're visiting. Wonderful. So Alma, something that you and Ana Sheila have in common is that you've both lived in Mexico City. I mean, you've done it in the past, and now Ana Sheila is living there currently. And I, I want to start with you, Ana Sheila. Can you tell us about what like people have been asking you now that you, you live in Mexico City right now, you've made the move. What are the, the frequently asked questions that people come up to you with uh, about making that move? Honestly, the first question is really why? <laughs> and the why question especially comes from from older uh, Mexicans who left Mexico, right? And so for a lot of our older relatives, for a lot of them, it's kind of like we worked so hard to be able to, to leave. And so it's kind of weird to some folks that I would be coming back. And also, we, I get that a lot from people who aren't as familiar with Mexico City, who don't know, at least in my experience, it's honestly the most amazing city that I've ever lived in. And I recognize in saying that, that the privilege that I have in being able to experience a lot of it, not all of it, because I'm not that fallen, but much more than a lot of Mexicans in Mexico are able to. And then also that I I have a bias in saying that because it's where my roots are. And it's something that I've been wanting to do for so long. As most of you know, I was born in Mexico City, but only lived there a few years and have been coming to visit my whole life, but um, I've been wanting to move here for, for so long and it just didn't work out. And so after leaving the corporate world and after my dad passed, I realized not only can I totally do this, but I have to do this. And it's been a way for me to connect with my ancestors, starting with, with my dad. And the hardest part has really not is has been not to be able to share my experiences with him physically because I'm always thinking about like oh I wish I could tell him about this or this and everything that I'm learning because he was such a teacher who always was teaching me about um, culture and literature and so I'm I'm missing him and being here but I'm also honoring him at the same time. Yeah, th- thank you for sharing that. I think for 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 you it's such a personal drawing, right? It like call is it's like a calling to your corazón to come back to Mexico, but who is also with you is a bunch of other people that maybe do not have that personal calling. They more have like, this is an amazing city. TikTok has told me how glamorous Mexico city is. You know, there's like, and plus COVID made, made this, um, made the world just like a totally different place now that for a lot of folks like us that were able to do remote work, the appeal of saving a lot of money by moving to Mexico City, you see a lot of um, non-Mexicans that have made that move. Now, Alma, you lived in Mexico City way before you had things like TikTok glamorizing the experience or that COVID push. So I'd love for folks to know about your experience. Like, when did you live in Mexico City? And like, you know, what do you think of that experience versus what is this growing trend of folks moving there? Well, I lived in Mexico City about 15 or 16 years ago, and I was actually there for work. I was working with Apple at the time, and I was helping them coordinate a film festival all throughout Mexico, but I did get to live in in Mexico City. uh, And I mean, 
it was a great experience. It was something that, you know, I had always wanted to do. And I was lucky enough that I had a company like Apple that was, you know, funding my, my living while I was there. Um, I think that, you know, something that I can tell folks uh, that are thinking about moving there that, I mean, like you said, it, it's a great city. It has everything, everything that you need, but you constantly have to be aware or you have to be open to change and to know that things are not going to be perfect. I mean, there's days when you're not going to have hot water. There's days, even in a city as big as Mexico city, you know, the electric might go out, like the gas isn't there. So those kinds of, of inconveniences that seem like, Oh, it might not be a big deal. Like it could be a big deal on a day where, you know, you have a meeting or something. So just know that things are not always going to be perfect. And also, um, to try to not just be in your bubble because I do see a lot of people moving to Mexico city or, or any other place. And they're just like in that bubble with those folks that they're with. Uh, and there, again, it goes back to like, you're not really experiencing the culture. And just because you're working in there doesn't mean that you can engage and meet other people and really, you know, try to see what it's like to really like be a part of living in Mexico city or living in any other place for that reason. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you, I'll just confess here with Anna Shayla moving to Mexico City, of course, we have had to navigate a lot of these like, oh, shit, the Internet went out or whatever. You know, we've had to navigate these these changes. But I also had so much envidia, like so much envidia, like, oh, my God, I want to live in Mexico City. I want to I like I really had so much envidia. And so the way I cured that envidia is, is I went I went to go visit real quick and the water went out on the Airbnb. Like, <laughs> yep. like I had to go through 25 locks to get to my freaking room. I was like, you know what? Ya se me quitaron las ganas. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> se me quitaron las ganas. <laughs> yes, but, I've definitely not had gas, not had internet, and not had water. And I live in a in a in a nice area. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's part of the experience mm -hmm. too. And and this is in one of the most like you know mo modern cosmopolitan cities in in the mm -hmm. whole country. If I mean, it is that. And you're, and this still, still happens. Mm -hmm. but, um, it's super interesting, but you know, it's interesting because the government in a way was sort of inviting a lot of like making it really easy for a lot of remote workers to come to, to Mexico city. Um, because they make it really easy to come for six months. Like there, there are very, for, for American tourists, it's very easy for you to come to six for six months. But I think now they're starting to notice the negative effects of how easy they've made it for remote workers and the effects on Mexican locals and the gentrification that's definitely increased since COVID. Um, I have a, a fun question for each of you and I can start with you, Alma. So see if you can finish this sentence. Don't move to Mexico City if... If you're just going to speak English the whole time. <laughs> what about you, Ana Sheila? Don't move to Mexico City if... You want everything to happen fast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, shifting to traveling throughout Mexico, because um, Ana Sheila has had an opportunity to do a lot of that living there. And of course, of course, Alma, you as you're launching this business, a lot of your trips have been these amazing experiences to, to Mexico. So I'd love for folks to know about like these experiences that you curate. Who are they for and who are they not for? And what can folks expect by booking a trip with Alma Explores? Well, they're open to everybody, but I do focus on traveling with women, women of color, women who are ages 40 plus. But again, they are open to to anyone. I do about three or four curated trips a year. You have to be on my mailing list in order to get an invitation for one of these trips. That's the only way you're going to get on one of the actual like trips that where I that I host. 
Other than that, you can, I'm happy to curate a private trip for you, your friends or your family or yourself. But some of the things that we do, for example, we were just in Chiapas uh, for Day of the Dead, visiting uh, different indigenous communities. I'm really passionate about visiting the indigenous communities in Mexico. And we did a lot of like pottery classes. We met with some of the people that like weave there. We uh, spoke to some indigenous artists at a locally owned art gallery. And we supported a lot of like the local businesses. Um, We always stay either in an Airbnb that's owned by a local or in a small, you know, locally operated boutique hotel because we want all of the money, you know, that we're giving to go back to like the local businesses and supporting local restaurants. Uh, So you can expect that you're going to have fun, but you're also going to leave like learning something, which I think is really important. And I mean, if this is if if you're not somebody who you're if you're somebody who just wants to lay by the pool and, uh, you know, not really engage or do any kind of activities, then this is definitely like not the trip for you or I'm definitely not the person to to curate your trip. But if, you know, you want to learn about the culture and get educated and inspired, but still have fun, it doesn't mean you're not going to have fun, then definitely our trips are for you. And some of the upcoming trips that we have for next year is we are doing a trip to Michoacan to the butterfly migration in February, which is something that I've done before. It's a really awesome experience. Uh, And then in May, I think we have an architecture, art and tequila tour in, um, in Guadalajara. And I think one of our annual trips is going to be the Day of the Dead trip. But next year, we're going to go to Mitrakan and we're going to try to change it so that we visit a different state um, every year so that we learn how Day of the Dead is celebrated like throughout the different states in Mexico. So that's some of the stuff. I'm also traveling outside of Mexico, hopefully by the end of next year. But right now, we're just focused in Mexico because we still obviously we're still in the pandemic. Yeah, so many exciting trips. I cannot wait to go on one very soon. Now, Ana Sheila, I mean, even we all have the well, three of us have this experience of traveling to Mexico as kids. But Ana Sheila, now as an adult, you know, you've been doing some travel and now you live in Mexico. What has surprised you being an, like, an adult, with, you know, spending your own money as a, as a grown up in Mexico? Is there anything that surprised you or surprises you every day? Um, I guess when I was younger, like we always thought of like the U.S. as having better things, being more advanced, mm-hmm. et cetera. But just realizing that there are a lot of experiences and certain things that I, I do prefer in Mexico. Um, the technology is quite, is quite advanced, that access to healthcare is easier. Like when I've had issues and not having insurance, that being affordable, like being able to just quickly go see a consult, go to a consult without needing a a primary care doctor. And also on on the other end, also feeling a lot of the not so good things that I'd always heard about, like feeling them up front, like seeing the bureaucracy at work and that how long things can take when I was trying, as I've been trying to get some Mexican documents, also seeing like, you know, you've always heard that you can give cops una mordida, like things, and always hearing about that from my parents, but actually experiencing it in real life for the first time was also like, oh shit, this really does, <laughs> this really does happen. What else? Those are the main things. Also just seeing how much American culture does infiltrate um, Mexico. I mean, I kind of knew it, but just seeing like how much Spanglish actually people talk as well. So that mm. was kind of interesting. Oh, there's a lot of Spanglish spoken here as well. Yeah, I mean, I think too, um, uh, part of, part of the force behind that is the internet, right? Like the, 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 the TikToks and the Instagram and, and like, like there's like this whole, the, the border is, is imaginary. There is no border. And there's, and I love, I actually love this. I actually kind of love the mockery that's happening 
right now, there's a great Instagram account called Whitesicans. Hilarious. It is from people in Mexico making fun of their own homegrown hipsters that like to use English all the time. There's so much English. Everywhere you see, it's Mexicans using English. Like they working from home. What do they call it? The home office. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so much of that. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Thousands of individuals work across the food supply chain, ranging from agricultural workers, restaurant workers, truck drivers, and so many others. Many of these community members are immigrants. They are the humans who feed us. I'm Monica Ramirez, president and founder of Justice for Migrant Women and the creator of The Humans Who Feed Us, a special narrative project focused on immigrants in the food supply chain. Together with my friend, renowned chef, entrepreneur, and powerhouse Ingrid Hoffman, we are growing the project to bring the stories of these individuals to you and your table in partnership with chefs, restaurants, and other food vendors, as well as universities from across the country. Together, we are celebrating these incredible community members. I'm chef and author Ingrid Hoffman. Working in the food industry for so many years has taught me that behind every step of the food chain is a vulnerable human being at work with little to no protection and invisible to most. I am proud to join my friend Monica to bring awareness to their plight through this important project. This project humanizes workers across the food supply chain. It shows the interdependence amongst businesses, the workers they employ, and ultimately us. As millions of families and friends prepare to gather with their loved ones for the holidays, we want to invite you to join us as we honor and celebrate the workers who bring food to our tables. You can join us by acknowledging, lifting up, and celebrating these incredible individuals. You can also take action by sending a message to your political leaders. Ask them to deliver permanent protections for immigrant community members who are employed across our food supply chain. They are and always have been essential. It is time that they are treated as such. Learn more about these incredible community members who power our food supply chain. Join our campaign and take action by following us on social media at Humans Who Feed Us on Facebook and Instagram. We want to tell you about a Latina-owned travel company for the curious and mindful explorer. Alma Explorers, owned and operated by Alma Tillman, curates one-of-a-kind small group travel experiences. From Baja to Chiapas, Alma sources local partners and guides that prioritize sustainability, supporting and uplifting local communities with each travel experience. Alma Explorers offers invite-only small group travel experiences where she serves as your on-site host. Head on over to almaexplorers.com and sign up for the newsletter to get an invitation. Alma Explorers offers private travel trips for you and your friends, providing your group an intimate and immersive travel experience. Alma Explorers can also prepare a custom travel itinerary just for you or can even help you plan an off-site meeting and retreat. Yes, we are even working with Alma Explorers for future Tamarindo events because we know Alma knows exactly how to make our vision a reality. 
Follow Alma on Instagram at Alma Explores for her latest travel tips and for highlights from her tours. Alma has traveled to over 30 countries and has lived and worked in Mexico City, Guadalajara, Tijuana, and New York City. Visit almaexplores.com to learn more about how Alma can make your next trip a success. Once again, that is A-L-M-A-E-X-P-L-O-R-E-S.com and at Alma Explores on Instagram. So now I, um, I have a question for, for each of you. And Alma, let's start with you. Like, I think we already know your feelings about vacations that have to do with like relaxing on the beach. And I'll say that, look, to, in my opinion, like there's a time and a place because I have had very relaxing vacations at an all-inclusive resort. No, no me acusen con Alma Explorers, but, you know, but I have had these very relaxing uh, vacations. But, you know, th there's this other trend that's happening um, uh, a lot in the last several years of non-Mexican travelers from the U.S. that used to be like, oh, no, I don't go to Mexico. Now they go all the time. And they ha uh, go to Tulum and they go to, to you know, Playa and have a lot of you know, retreats and raves and parties. And there's sort of like this really huge popularity those, that region is now extremely popular. I'm just curious, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, like you said earlier, you kind of already know my thoughts on that. But I guess, I mean, for me, the problem is that the majority of these folks go there because they're really just simply trying to recreate their own cultures rather than trying to enjoy Mexican culture and, you know, really live in a bubble. I mean, they're displacing a lot of people because they're I'm sure this is happening in Mexico City right now in Ashela, where they're driving up the prices of restaurants, food, everything for the locals. And now, like, you know, even local people can't afford to buy stuff or they're also, you know, during during the height of COVID, people were going down there like to party and because they could party during COVID and not realizing that most Mexicans may not have insurance. And now, like they're bringing COVID down there. And, you know, when you think about the average salary for a Mexican worker is about $8 a day. I mean, I'm sure they're going there to pay, you know, $16 for a drink. So there's just a lot of disparities. I mean, I just, I, I mean, we could do a whole episode on this, but I definitely do not support the tourism that's going on in Tulum. And it's happening in other parts of Mexico too, but Tulum has definitely been the one that's, uh, that's been changing so quickly. I used to go to Tulum, I mean, back in, uh, probably early 90s, uh, but it was basically just an empty beach with a couple of huts and, you know, some hippie backpackers doing yoga. Um, and it's, I mean, I know that that's not what it is now. What about you, Anishayla? Do you have any opinions on this, on like the the super popularity of places like Tulum? Yeah, I mean, I echo everything that Alma shared. In fact, I haven't been to Tulum since it's exploded in this way, because I think it would actually not be that enjoyable for me to see what people are creating there and how people are, what they're doing there and how they're not really honoring the, the culture contributing to local folks there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to see that displacement. And, and in fact, I mean, we're seeing it a lot in Mexico City and um, as Alma shared, um, especially during COVID, this has increased a lot. And yeah, I mean, when we first arrived in Mexico City, we we went to an area that is very, very beautiful, very, a lot of expats live there. And we just decided that we didn't want to live there because we, we, you know, we were feeling like how we were impacting the the local community there and seeing prices go. Prices are, it's not that cheap <laughs> anymore. Um, mm -hmm. So we moved somewhere that had a, a larger, it's still very nice and also touristy area, but there's a lot more um, local people there. Um, but it's it's hard. And, and I also acknowledge 
um, the role that I'm playing, even though I, I myself have a, a, a deeper connection and I'm from there, I, I still know, I recognize what I might be contributing to as well. That's not so positive, which is, it, which is tough. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely. I mean, it's a, a lot to think about. And, and I'm, I guess I'll just ask one more question about that, Anushiva. Like, has it, has you, like your being there help you think or, or has it changed your thinking of gentrification in any way? That's one question, but, um, and also I, I do want to go back to, um, where you're all both absolutely right. We can have a whole separate episode about what's going on in places like Tulum. And I have not done the research here, but I, I also wonder too, I mean, there is still investment, right? There's still investment in the spending in these places. So there's also that, that challenge of like, well, is it better if no one comes to Mexico? Like it's kind of like this wrestle. People are wrestling with this. The, the you know what's ethical, what's right, what's wrong. Maybe there's no answer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a difficult. It's a difficult question. I think your question. Going back to your question, your question was: Has it changed my thoughts around gentrification? Yeah, or has it shaped it at all? Honestly, not too much because I think that it's something we we grapple with in 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 California and Los Angeles as well. Mm-hmm. My tia was from Highland Park, and I remember myself wanting to move to Highland Park later when it was, um, you know, safer. And she lived there her whole life, and and also thinking like, oh, am I? How am I contributing at the time as someone who has more dispensable, dispensable income? Like, how am I contributing? What am I contributing when I move there? But so it hasn't really changed too much because I'm very aware of that. So I'm thinking like, as I live where I live now, I'm thinking about how am I? What am I contributing to? How am I? taking up space. Um, so I have these, these questions um, that I'm always thinking about. And, and, but they're ones that I feel like I already carried as, as I thought about how I took up space and, and where I lived in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and like I said, this could be a whole other can of worms, so separate episode, but I, and we will come back to this because we definitely want to explore it. But at the end, really, these are systemic, systemic forces. There's only so much that you as an individual can do. And if, if, if what you can afford is a nice place in Highland Park, that's what you can afford. And it's, it's, these are the other things that it's like a systemic factors that push, push us there. And I mean, for me, it would be such a financial relief to be able to move to Mexico city because it would be so much less expensive. So these are, these are some other forces that like make, make places like that more appealing. All right, but we'll come back to that. Put a pin on that for some other episode. But let's uh, let's have some tips and end this uh, conversation with some tips. And actually, I'll start with with um, Alma first, and then I'll go back to Anashela. So, Alma, what are some travel tips? Like some go to travel travel tips trips. Ah, that's really hard to say. Some go to travel tips that you have for um, your Alma Explorers clients and then all the listeners that are tuning in today. Well, I think that the main, I mean, I don't know if this is a tip, but it's more like advice is, uh, you know, be open to change and be flexible because I know we, I, we all have like a tendency to romanticize travel, but especially right now during this COVID time, you really have to give yourself a lot of extra time because anything can happen and the rules are changing so fast. So just be open to the fact that, you know, anything can happen at any time. Uh, and also, you know, think about exploring other places that, you know, are not Tulum or that, you know, are not Mexico City. I mean, I love Mexico City, but I'm just saying there's so much 
to explore. I mean, Mexico alone has 32 states. So think about what that means. I mean, there's so many cool, interesting places that you might have never thought of going to. Yeah, definitely. So much to explore. And you should do it with Alma Explores. <laughs> and and Anna Shayla, what are like some some tips that you would have for someone that's considering making that move to go to Mexico City? Um, I mean, the first one, I think just really try to get to know the community, try to um get to know the customs and not not think that you're you're taking your your own culture there, but how can you really integrate yourself? And and it starts with even like for example, if you see local people using masks, use masks. <laughs> like it's, yeah. frustrating to, it's been frustrating to see that most of the people not wearing masks in Mexico City and because people are, are very good with, with masks and, and COVID um, measures there. The people that are generally not wearing them are, are Americans. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, think about how you're, how you're spending your resources there, who you're contributing to with, with your dollars. Um, but more in terms of like now, like actually moving there, um, join Facebook groups. I, I, I know Facebook is actually really great when it comes to moving to new places. I know we, a lot of us don't use Facebook as much, but Facebook can be really great for finding groups of people that have shared interests in the new country or in Mexico, m- making Mexican friends, if you can, to really like build more of a local community. If you speak Spanish, work, practice your Spanish, <laughs> that could be another tip before you go. Um, what else? Um, I, yeah, those are all some great tips. And I know Facebook is such trash, but the Facebook groups, I do like them. I do like Facebook groups. <laughs> we could just keep that part of the app. <laughs> Honestly, the, those have been really helpful for finding things for, and for making and meeting community and like looking for apartments, things like that. Have you thought of, um, I don't know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if one comes to mind, is there a specific Facebook group that's been spe- like particularly helpful that you might recommend for folks? Um, there's one called Coreanos in, in, in Mexico. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right. So one to check out. All right. So just to wrap up, Alma, where can folks follow you? Where can folks get more information? Uh, well, folks can follow me on at Alma Explores um, on IG. Uh, I just started a TikTok, so be patient with my TikTok content. And also just almaexplorers.com on my website and you can sign up uh, for our mailing list there to get more details. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Alma. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure has been all mine. Thank you, Anna Shayla. Thank you, Brenda. Well, that was so much fun. I loved having Alma. I loved talking about traveling and visiting to Mexico and I think I have Nvidia again, so I might I might still try to work on getting over there. <laughs> and and I also want to say because I know that a lot of other um, Mexican, Chicanos, Latinx folks have have also felt a similar call and, and been wanting to come back to the roots. And um, COVID did facilitate that for a lot of folks. So if people have questions around how to do that, um, you know, ethically or just questions about moving and 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 you know things they want to know, feel free to to reach out. Um, y'all can even slide up, slide in my DMs. I don't know how long it'll take me to, to get back to y'all, but <laughs> but I'm opening up an invite if y'all have are thinking about this and, and have questions, additional questions. Yeah, you can always ask Anna Sheila and you can always hit up Alma Explores. Awesome, great resources for anybody that's thinking about Mexico. All right, so let's wrap up this great chat with some uh, basuras, matracas y calma. So Anna Sheila, do you want to start with, uh, which one would you like to start with? I'll let you pick. I'll start with a matraca. Okay, what's your matraca? 
I want to give a matraca to Jojo Siwa. Are you familiar with Jojo Siwa? Yes, I actually am. But, you know, not my generation, but yes. Right. So I just want to give her a matraca because she's just been so open with her journey. She came out and, you know, she had a huge following as a kid's creator. And so I think this was really bold and knowing that she might have lost a lot of families or, you know, that that um, have an issue with with her identity. So just seeing her just come out and be so bold. And also she was recently on Dancing with the Stars and she was actually she requested a female partner. And this was actually the first time that they have had two same sex partners on Dancing with the Stars. So it's actually it was actually a really big deal. And it was so beautiful for me to be able to see that it was so special. Matraca to her. <laughs> yes, very much so. All right. My matraca, I guess we've we both been watching regular TV. Actually, the truth is we probably, neither of us probably watched TV. We probably just saw like someone tweet about it or it got into our eyes in some way, not with the screen. But similarly, I saw um, that um, America Ferreira, who we love, is uh, now on The View. And there was a segment where she called out Biden for essentially um, expanding on the Remain in Mexico policy, the very harmful Trump administration policy that he's obligated to continue to comply with because of uh, a ruling by a Texas judge, but that he is not obligated to expand on and make it worse, um, and which is what Biden is doing. So I just want to give a matraca to America Ferreira for being a badass bitch. Love her. All right. So what is your calma? How are you staying grounded, Ana Sheila? I know that you've been actually having the opposite of a grounded day today, traveling and, and recording from your hotel, even though you're here in Los Angeles. Uh, but how do you stay grounded? So I have been listening to uh, instrumental jazz music during my morning. So not today, but like when I've been home, and it's been such a nice way to wake up. Just a little bit of like calm. It's like calm, but also just like, I love jazz. I love jazz. So it's calm and it makes me happy. Um, and we have a little like Google Play little thingy so I can keep my phone away. Because that was a problem for me before is that like I wanted to play meditation music or like instrumental music. And so I would use my phone for it. And so then I would have my phone and I would end up getting distracted or use it for something else. But we have this like little Google Play thing that we just use for music. And it's been really sweet and nice to like have tea and listen to, to jazz music. So that's been giving me calma. That's awesome. Well, I totally agree with like the challenge of all these awesome apps being on your phone because it, it is that challenge of once you get on your phone, that you now go, oh, shoot, let me check that email. Oh, so-and-so texted me. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like the opposite of calma. So that is cool that you have found a workaround so that you can still get your calma music without having to go to your phone. Well, for me, I mean, the calma that I'm getting, I'm getting calma from the fact that there's no delay in this recording because you're recording in the United States. <laughs> I think that's a calma. Uh, I'm getting calma thinking about my travel to Mexico that's coming up. I'm getting calma by just um, the love of our fans. And in fact, speaking of our fans, we are getting ready to plan for 2022 and we have our listener survey up. So I will get more calma if you all take up that survey. And as we've done in the past, if you complete the survey by December 17th and you're open to giving us your email, because of course that's optional, but if you do send, give us your email, you will be entered into a drawing and we will 
contact a winner and we will donate $25 to a cause of your choice. And then we will give you a shout out too. So please take our listener survey. We will link it in our show notes. Anytime we hear from you, it is a calma. And I will also share one more thing that um, I, I know a lot of folks are doing at the end of the year is like looking at their most played tracks. And the calma that I got from my most played track, speaking of music, my number one most played track was Vacío by Harina de Marco um, and followed by Quitapenas, which is also another local band. So I'm just loving local bands, I guess, is the other calma. I love that. Matraca to them too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And lastly, we also want to thank Marisa Ramirez, coaching and consulting, a contributor to Tamarindo Podcast. Marisa is a third generation Chicana facilitator, coach, and a deep believer in justice and liberation. She supports BIPOC leaders through healing centered coaching and organizational teams by co-creating spaces that move us to a more inclusive and thoughtful world. You can check out her work at marisaramirez.consulting and Marisa is spelled M-A-R-I-S-A. Yes, thank you to everyone that's uh, helped us make this episode possible, including Alma Explores. All right, hasta la próxima. Ciao. Bye, y'all. Abrazos. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Anasheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. The number of people realizing the importance of health and wellness is on a steady rise, especially since the beginning of the pandemic. Physical, emotional, and mental health are all in the spotlight. But if your sexual wellness is on the back burner, can you really be fully healthy? Lex Technologies is here to help you enhance your sexual wellness. They are a house of direct-to-consumer brands in the sexual health and wellness space and are avid believers that sexual wellness needs to be normalized as a critical part of overall health. Their mission is to create products and solutions that empower people to feel invigorated about discussing their sexual health, to more confidently lead a healthy sex life, and to openly flex their sexual curiosity. And this holiday season, they have the perfect gift for those who are looking to take their sexual wellness to the next level. Lex's Sex and Intimacy Kit, the Blex Box, is carefully curated and full of safe, sensual products designed to heighten your intimacy experience and deliver the premium orgasm that you deserve whether you're getting alone or with a partner. Visit BlexBox.com, that's B-L-E-X-B-O-X.com to browse through all the different boxes that were made with your pleasure in mind and choose the one that's perfect for you. Follow them on Instagram at Blex underscore box and Blex underscore app and go to BlexTechnologies.com to see their full range of wellness enhancing offerings and to sign up for their mailing list to receive exclusive updates and discounts. Don't neglect your full health and enhance your sexual wellness today. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. 
Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.